welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by Miles Kirk for a game of It Was Always About Us. It Was Always About Us is a conversational role-playing game for two players about the life and career and intertwined relationship of a superhero and a supervillain. Over the course of the game, our hero and our villain meet, ask and answer questions, allow their nemeses to reveal things about themselves that they have no control over, clash to achieve their goals, and live out their adventuring careers through each other's eyes. This game is beautiful and like we only played through a sample of the game we only played through a few of the games like eight scenes i think we played through two of them on the episode and we ended up telling like a beautiful haunting like affecting superhero story that like i adored i really cannot recommend this game enough i really think that like you should go pick it up because i think you're gonna love it i think like it's such a beautiful, wonderful superhero game, and that comes from someone that has written superhero role-playing games. You can find a copy of It Was Always About Us at bjky.itch.io, or you can check the show notes. Miles is a game designer, a podcaster, a producer and cast member on Prison Pals, an all-ages quest actual play where five LGBTQ plus individuals tell a diverse and inclusive story. He is also a frequent guest on Off the Table, as well as a variety of other podcasts and streams. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at SuperQuero. And he's just a delight to play a game with. I just want to put that in there because I had a great time with this recording and I'm feeling really, really good today. And uh, let's see, no ads. I think that's all we do here. So let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. Thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Hi, thanks for happening. So real quick, before we get into our extremely exciting game, why don't you take a moment to let the lovely listeners at home know about anything you've got going on that you might want the audience at home to know about. Uh, Hi, uh, I am a producer and cast member on the Prison Pals podcast. We are an all-ages, all-queer, actual play podcast. Uh, um, I can also be found on Off the Table, uh, streaming and podcasting with them. I design games in my spare time sometimes. Uh, None of them are two-player because uh, I have all of zero experience with two-player games. This is probably the second one I've ever played in my life. Um, I play games where you drink as your main mechanic, and that is it. You got Uh, me sold. You got me. Yeah, it's it's really great, and they're really popular for some reason. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And I also sometimes design some merch uh, because I make inappropriate jokes and people laugh, and I like to sell them and monetize my hobbies. Uh, All of those things can be found through my Twitter account, which is at SuperQuero, because I have a brand of superheroes and being gay, which is why I'm here with Jeff to play gay superheroes. That is correct. That is confirmed. That is that is what we're doing today. And I'm glad I am personally glad that that we can we can rep your brand so thoroughly on this episode that now now I'm now I'm all kinds of excited because this week we are playing. It was always about us, which is a role playing game for two players in which uh, we are going to play out the life and career of a superhero and villain and tell the story of their deeply intertwined. Yeah, we'll say it. They're they're deeply intertwined pretty gay relationship frankly like i i imagine that that's going to be a thing that we explore over the course of play um and i'm pretty i'm pretty damn excited about it i said this will be the first time i meet jeff and i'm gonna be a gay superhero with him it's gonna be great honestly i'm my i live my everyday life as a gay superhero so i get it same um okay so I, i guess the first question is do you today do you want to play a superhero or a supervillain 
Um, I really have no preference, honestly. I usually go superhero, so I feel I should go villain, but I feel like that's like stepping out of my comfort zone, so maybe I should. I don't know. How, what are you thinking? I was kind of like I literally opened up. I have a shared Google Doc for us to review the to review the game mechanics, and mm-hmm. I literally looked at the words hero and nemesis, and immediately floated towards nemesis. So if you want to play hero, that would be that would that that would work for me. <laughs> you said I want to be a nemesis. <laughs> I just I looked at it and I was like, you know what? Today I'm going to be a nemesis. All right, I'll be a hero. I'll be a super right. queero. All right. So uh, we've decided who's going to play the hero, who's going to play the villain. Uh, we're now going to uh, each of us is going to choose a superpower or ability and write down our public name and our adventuring name. Everything else about our characters will kind of be fleshed out during play by asking and answering questions and clashing with our 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 most hated nemesis. Okay, okay. I had some thoughts driving home from the gym today about what my superpower was going to be because that is like the building block of any superhero. Am I right? Sure. Yeah. Um, and I think I want to go with uh, force fields and be force fields are cool, super cute and defensive. And a protective of people. So force fields. Um, names, I don't know. I'll figure it out. Uh, then really to to maximize the uh, maximize the the villainous appeal, I'm gonna go purely offensive and I'm going to be uh, I'm going to say my power is hmm. I don't know if I want to go hmm I'm 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 thinking it through. I want to be some sort of like criminal mercenary hitman enforcer type because mm-hmm. that feels like a nice contrast to a cute defensive force field hero mm-hmm. and i i'm i think my power is going to be a weapon generation like uh like i can create weapons and guns and things are they are they it's like uh like bio weapons like this is coming out of your arm or is this like a construct you're creating I think it's a little bit in the middle where it's a, it's a shade of like I am creating with some sort of bio force these sort of uh gun constructs that I then fire as weapons. Some cyborg. Yeah. Flavor. Yeah. That sounds that sounds cute. I dig it. And my name is going to be I'm going to make my name Hurt Locker. Ooh. Ooh. Pronouns he his uh weapon weapon generation. And okay, so you're Heart Locker. You make weapons. I make shields. And I'm going to name myself. I'm usually really good at names, and I hate that I'm like blanking on this. I'm, make, I'm making my non. I'm making my non costume name Wolfram Wesson. Where did you get that one from? Uh, I, you know the ether, the magic that is the magic <laughs> that is role playing games. Um, AKA the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the bullshit. Um. I, I felt like I felt like naming a gun villain Wesson as a last name felt right, and then I just mm-hmm. needed to find a name find a name for that good superhero alliteration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go with my name is Safe House. Safe House is a good superhero name. And you're going you're doing a limit. Hmm. What letters are jumping out to me on this keyboard? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't know. We're done with it. I, I, like I wanted it. to go with like alliteration it. too, and this is the name that popped out to me because I just watched SNL stuff yesterday. Lauren Ludwig. Lauren Ludwig is a good name. That's a good. That's uh, they, these are both good, very classic superhero names, and I'm Let's here it. for it. Mm-hmm. So 
the way that so now that we've created our characters, we have our our out of costume name, we have our costume name, we have our powers. Uh, the way that the game plays out from here is we are going to uh, go through a number of scenes over the course of our career. We are we are fated nemeses. We are going to cross paths. We are going to battle again and again and again over the years. Um, and the way this is going to work traditionally, this plays out over eight scenes where we set a scene, we we ask some questions to each other to set the stakes of the scene, and then we play out a, a superhero or a, a metaphorical battle. We're going to play through about three of those scenes today because uh, the, the game, like, just for time's sake, we're going to play through about three of them and then an epilogue. Um, and yeah, then, and each, each scene will be made up of some questions. We'll set the scene. We'll go through some dice mechanics as we go through a battle. And eventually we'll kind of figure out who wins and who loses each superheroic battle and how that shapes uh, the arc of each of our careers. Totally. So the first scene that we're going to play out, and as we'll go, we'll explain like the rules that we're doing through, the, 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 the pieces that are going to make up our superhero battle. Our first scene is our origin. Uh, we are so fresh, so full of ideas about how this is going to be, so unsuspecting that on this particular day, we will, cra- uh, we will clash with the person who will become our nemesis. Who knows how the relationship will grow from there, but one thing is certain, meeting them changes everything. So, that's the, so that is our first scene. Uh, so what's going to happen is we're each going to uh, decide separately and then tell each other if this is a scene where we are encountering the scene in our uh, superhero uh, face or our not superhero face. Yeah. If this is our secret identity or our hero identity. Yeah. Uh, and do we, we we hold on to that before? So uh, we, oh, so I, the scene rules, the scene rules set. we have to pick our goals first. And then do our identity. Got it. Because okay. each scene has different rules and how it's set up. Yes. So the first thing we're going to do is each of us are going to pick our goal. Mm-hmm. You declare yours first and then my, I declare mine. I am going to... Uh, my options are disrupt an event such as a graduation shop opening, big sale, or carnival. Cause chaos in a public place, park, mall, street. Steal something for a personal project or hurt someone who hurt you. Ooh. Uh, I'm definitely going to hurt someone who hurt you because yeah, that, that kind of spicy. ties into my it ties into my sort of soldier of fortune vibe that I'm getting from Hurt Locker. Also, if, your name is in the in the in the goal. Yeah, bro, oh, that's even. Yep, I did not piece that together. Thank you for hurt uh, parentheses yep. Locker. Someone who hurt parentheses Locker. You. It's honestly there yeah. twice. It's, yeah, yeah, it, it feels right. To you. Um, mine are bring a criminal to justice, stop a minor crime, help build or repair something important to the local community, or understand your new power. Ooh, those last two ones are spicy. Uh, so you're they hurting are. someone who hurt you. Mm. I'm going to make mine uh, unrelated. Like I'm not directly related to you at this point because so, we haven't officially met yet. So I'm going to be understanding my new power. Okay. I like that. It's that called good. to me. I, that right. would that one jumped out to me as well. So yeah. now we're going to pick our identity for the scene and we'll reveal them simultaneously. Uh, we're on a podcast, so we'll do them not quite simultaneously. Um, so uh, think it over. And when you've got your answer, we will reveal our our identities. Oh, I'm ready. I am also ready. I am going I am going with my hero, my villain identity. This is this is uh, this is my big villainous debut because this is me getting revenge on uh Let's say the person that uh, 
it's got to be the corrupt scientist that subjected me to the experiment that has turned me into the Hurt Locker, right? Like, that's what this character oh, totally. is, is hunting for revenge for. Yeah, this is like, uh, I'm doing uh, my civilian, whatever you want to call it, non-superhero identity. Um because I'm trying to understand my new power, so I don't have like a identity yet. Really, haven't adapt. I haven't uh, adopted the safe house identity yet. I like that. I love it. Now, one thing I want to look up. The one rule I want to look up is how many questions we ask. Is it just until we decide we're good? It is. You ask a question um, until someone, instead of asking a question, decides to initiate the clash. Got it. Okay. Perfect. And then you uh, you do the you fill in the blanks of the lineup. Got it. Okay. So, uh, next up, our hero. Uh, what's the location of our confrontation? So, you're going after the scientist. I'm trying to understand a new power. I feel like I would go someplace secluded to do that because, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you got to be, you got to hide. You got to hide in superhero stories. Yeah. Um, so, I feel like, I feel like we're like on like a, an overpass, like a, like a street and like I'm underneath the street. Mm. Like, Futzing around with my uh, with some superpowers happening, like on like on a uh, like a little like waterway canal, whatever, and your stuff's happening like above the street, above. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. I like that. I really like that. Um, the nature of this meeting, you are under this overpass, experimenting with your powers. Um, th- what the the initial setup is that like I think we see that right. We follow you because you are the hero. This is your this is your comic. We follow you. You're kind of underneath. And like we see you maybe come down a hill or come down a stairwell one uh, along the side of the overpass to like hang out underneath. And like we kind of get the the we get some panels kind of following us back up and I am above like I've been kind of walking next to you and slightly behind you. And when we see you come down the stairs, it follows me and I like plop down and look off in the distance. I think we get this sort of uh, weird moment where like a visor kind of appears in front of my face and Ooh. does like the sniper uh the sniper scope thing and we yes. see some uh some military trucks and like a black Lincoln town car are coming down this highway and as this is happening I like rub my hands together and I kind of grit my muscles and like start to like formulate from between my hands from just sort of the ether like formulate like a sniper rifle to take out this this military convoy mm-hmm um, and I ask the first question. Yes. And so there are three types of questions that you can ask. We have lists of lists of questions. We can also ask a question that is not on this list and then just decide what category it fits in. Mm-hmm. There are uh, neutral questions. And when you ask a neutral question, you'll roll a D6 and add it to what is called an attack line. We have a line of dice in front of us or a digital simulation thereof. Um, you'll put that dice on that line and that will come up later when we are going head to head in combat. There are also vulnerable questions which make you look bad, but in exchange you get better results for the fight later. And then there are flattering questions which make you look good, but then uh, I get to then they make the the the, uh, the dice you put on the attack line get a little worse. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I think we're gonna start with let's start with did you know me before today? That's a neutral question. I am going to say, I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to say, uh, we met, I think we're roughly the same age, mm-hmm. um, and we met 
at this with this this sort of like high profile lab, very you know comic book lab where they have high school tours walking through like semi restricted yeah very Spider Man and like I was working as a security guard at this facility and like yeah. you are you are uh and that's when are, I got bit by the radioactive sp- a force field ex- yeah right the force field bit you and now you have powers <laughs> um what what do you yeah I think I I think I am there either working as security or something and it's this sort of and that is and that is where we met um what do you think your character was doing there um so you are working security at this lab that is doing all this cool stuff um i don't want to go with like the go to uh that like they're like uh smart i feel like that their like parent works at the lab okay and it was uh and he was just visiting uh his mom who was a scientist or something like that i like that yeah i like that and so maybe i maybe i walked you to maybe i walked you to 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 meet uh to meet with your mom and i i picture do you have a do you have a, an idea of your age because i'm picturing early tw- like early to mid 20s yeah we'll go with that we'll like go with um college age yeah so i think like i think i'm walking and like i think that you and i have like a a, a moment where there's a there's a moment where uh like it is it is obvious that I am the young security guard like I'm the junior guard which is why I am walking uh which is why I'm walking you to your mom as opposed mm-hmm. to like doing actual security yeah you got the other guards were like yeah you can walk the kid don't don't mess it up yeah try not to and so like that is where that is where we met is like and there's probably a long awkward elevator ride mm-hmm. that's i think where we know each other. i think like i think and i think maybe like that we've seen each other around a little bit before that but i think like that's probably the only like real prolonged interaction do you think uh uh your character knew his mother or is it just like a, she's just like another scientist that worked there i i think i know i think i know your mother in a in like an employer kind of sense, but like I don't think we're on like friendly terms. Mm-hmm. I think I think like I could recognize her in the hall, but I don't. I think it's the kind of like three departments over relationship where we might have had exchanged words at a holiday party, but at the same time I'm working security at that holiday party, so I'm not like yeah, I'm not like there for chit chat. You're still young and new and and fresh yeah. to the to the. Uh... Too, to too eager to prove myself. So, like, I'm, you know, I think, I think we, you know, I, and I think it's probably true in, like, in the elevator ride that we had where, like, you're, you know, we're, we're, we're whatever chit chat we have, I'm very, like, no, you know, just, uh, you know, getting you there safely. A lot of stuff happening around here. Oh, you're doing that, 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 like, fake macho thing. Oh, yeah. I hate that. I yep. hate that. Yep. Oh, God. Puffed up My- chest, acting very important. And uh, and my character is like judging you the entire time because he sees right through it. It's like, of course, you are like two years older than me. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's like you peaked in high school. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> yep, that's you're not wrong. I don't think you're wrong about this character at all. <laughs> okay, so I uh, I roll one d six and I yes, add it to my attack line. Yes. Ooh, and I rolled a five. So I'll just. Is there like a set number for the attack line that they give us, or is it? I thought I saw five as most like the examples they give. Um, I think you could, it's anything from one to six, and you just kind of set it wherever you want it. That makes sense. Okay, so I'll just set it like at number 
three, and we'll start there. Because they shift. Yeah. That's not mine. That's it's yours. That's mine. Um, I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask a uh a flattering question. Ooh. Which is to say, uh, I'm going to roll, and when I do that, I'm going to roll 2d6, and you're going to choose which dice goes onto my attack line. Mm-hmm. And I think um, what I'm going to ask is, uh, in what way am I stronger than you? I feel like, so we've established that like you put on like persona of being, uh, of like acting like a tough guy. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas my character, Lauren, doesn't have a persona is very much like i think they're like more lackadaisical yeah. uh more uh go with the flow but even though yours you try to put on that air to a certain degree you are still a more of like tougher put together than mm. than than lauren is that makes sense. point like it's like he, he's judging you for like you peaked in high school but you you still are doing better than he is um and like it's similar notes like you already are kind of like comfortable in your power it seems you are in control of what you do whereas he's just discovering this about himself i like that i like that a lot i really dig that cocky with nothing to back it up yeah all right so i'm gonna roll 2d6 that is a one and a three. Uh, put that one in there. All right, I'm going to put that one in there. And you put it right up against my five to start. All right, it's there. And then now we can put them wherever and shift. As we want. Okay. Hmm. All right, you did a flattering question. I'll do a flattering question. Let's just get spicy. What do you like about me? Oh, what do I like about you? I think I like... I like that you, uh, when we were on that elevator, you kind of openly roasted me a little bit in a way that, like, kind of made me blush a little bit. Like, it it was kind of clear that you were were dunking on me in a way that flustered me because I'm generally used to uh, either being dismissed outright or, or, like, I'm used to having my macho act not questioned, but you kind of openly dunked on me in a way that was flustering. It, it 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 was very it was a flustering moment because I'm not used to people picking at that. They either brush me off or they or they acknowledge it. Like you were just standing stoically in that in that uh elevator and he's on his phone texting someone as it goes up and you're just like looking ahead and he looks over at you, laughs to himself and says, Your tie's not tied right. At which point, yeah. Beat beat red, I'm like fiddling with it. And it's like, look it up on YouTube. <laughs> yep, exactly. Like, no one, no one, it, 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 cause it's the type of thing where that I've tied my tie that way for months and no one's said anything about it. So it just having someone call me out on it in a way that was very direct completely mm-hmm. flustered me. And I very much like that about, about you. Mm-hmm. That's cute. I like that. Okay. I'm going to roll 2d6. <laughs> Six and a four. All right. Put that four. Put that four on there. Of course, of course. Um, and we'll just... Um, I will move my five over and put my four where your one is. So I'm going to ask a vulnerable question. Okay. And ask, what what didn't I plan for? Ooh, what didn't you plan for? So you are... Here we are under this overpass. Well, I'm under this overpass. 
messing around and you're trying to attack this motorcade of scientists mm-hmm. or yeah i think that i think there's a sign i think we get like a shot from inside the lincoln town car and this very uh this very corrupt looking scientist right like comic books mm-hmm. are not subtle when we want to draw someone that really mm-hmm. looks like they're up to something shady um, oh yeah Oh yeah, he's bald. Yeah, he's definitely bald. <laughs> um, this 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 scientist is like sitting in the car on a phone, like having a business discussion, and there are the motorcade. There's the motorcade around them, and they're who I'm gonna take out. Hmm. Um. I think what you didn't plan for is that when you go to like take your shot, you like pull the trigger, and like the missile is like going down towards like the car, mm-hmm. and. I haven't noticed you at all. I haven't. I don't know what's happening. But here I am underneath the overpass, futzing with my power, and all of a sudden, like, unleash, like, a huge-ass force field mm. that just grows from underneath and just makes the uh, the overpass uh, explode from underneath. So your, your missile, like, misses because I've already launched the car <laughs> in the opposite direction. I love <laughs> that. Like, I, that's very like, good. Oh shit! <laughs> Oops. And so I'm gonna roll two d six, and I get to pick. I get to pick which of these two d six results I want to put on my lineup. Yep. I got a four and a five. I'm gonna put that five on the lineup, and I'm gonna put it right against your five. <gasps> okay. <sighs> I am going to ask another flattering question. Because I need this to get gayer. Fair. Fair. <laughs> um, in what way am I stronger than you? Flip it on you. Um, you, I think that happens, right? Like, you, you flip the car, and I think that is, like, when I, I you know, I make the, the, the gun go away or the, the bazooka go away, and I, like, start to run down, and I am... I am distracted and I am conflicted. A, because I am distracted because, like, I have an objective that, like, come hell or high water, I want to achieve. And, like, I want to, like, take you out of the equation. But I'm so, but I'm distracted on this other thing that, like, is my priority. Like, you are just a nuisance. But you're Mm -hmm. also not in a hero identity. Like, you're not in a mask, which means I'm going to run down those stairs See the see the cute boy that, that that roasted me, and I'm gonna like get like immediately like be like I I have to hurt a this per like I have to hurt this person that like was kind of cute, and I thought I thought maybe I had a thing with. Ooh, I'm stronger than you because I have the charm at my advantage. That is true. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I rolled a three and a two. All right, I'm going to put that two on there. Let's move the four over and put the two. And I think I'm going to call for the fight here. (gasps) Okay. Which means I'm going to ask you a final... Well, does the final question come before or after the clash? That comes afterwards. So the clash is... We have to... um, So there's... We have to... First, you have to roll 2d6 and... Take the lower result to fill in the blank space on my conflict line. Correct. All right. So I'm going to roll 2d6 and fill in, and then we'll read off the conflict line for the listeners. Yeah. So I have a 6 and a 4, so I'm going to put a 4 here. 
And then because I have a blank spot here on the first spot, I'll roll for this also. Oh, so I should do that too. Yeah, and I got two fives, so I'll put a five there. And I got a one and a four. Okay, and then there is reserve pool. Yes. So at the so start of each clash, both hero and villain take two additional six-sided dice and hold them in reserve. Don't roll them yet. So for now, our conflict, my conflict line as the nemesis is five, five, one, four. And mine is one, five, two, four. All right. So and we're so, pretty evenly matched. Yeah, we're, for pretty, we're pretty evenly matched. Um, so what's going to happen now is uh, we are going to clash. What's going to happen is we have a few actions we can take. Uh, we can strike, which is an aggressive, which is uh, we go on the attack. We can trick, which is uh, distracting or tricking our opponent. Or we can reposition, which is like being on going on the defensive. And the way, so, um... I, you go first because you initiated. Yeah, so I'm running down the stairs. I see this. I, I pause, and I am going to just go straight on the offensive, right? Like, I think, I, I think I'm mm -hmm. trying to take you out, but not, like, not, like, hurt you. Like, I'm trying to, you know, like, uh... Just... Remove me from the from the situation. Yeah, because I think I'm, I'm, I'm in my head, like, the clock is ticking, and I'm running out of time, so I just want... And I don't really want to hurt you. You're, you were... You were cute and flustered me. I don't want to hurt you. So I'm just going to like try and remove you from the equation as quickly as possible. So I am going to strike. So I think I just kind of rush you. And I think as I'm doing that, I put my hands up in an X and like a riot shield forms in front of me so that hey, I can just kind thing. of like run you into a wall. Mm -hmm. And so what's going to happen is I'm going to choose one of the dice in my conflict line. I'm going to choose this five right here, this first five of mine. And mm -hmm. you are going to defend using the dice opposite the one that I chose, which is a one. Uh, you can or, alternately re uh, roll one of your reserve dice and and uh, roll that to try and oppose. The higher value wins the strike. Don't. Let's just do it. Let's just try it. I'm going to roll the reserve. And I rolled a five. So we tied. We draw. Equally diced match represent a draw. The attacking player describes a neutral or positioning action. The defending player does, does the same. Neither of us add a tick to our goal, and both dice are re-rolled but remain in place. Um, You're already I, just using a, a shield to charge me. Yeah. Um, I, I think like the 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 like the coolest thing would be like just as you're charging me with a shield. Uh, Lauren puts up like his own shield and it's like very equally matched as we just kind of you kind of hit me and we kind of hit an end pass and uh, ricochet off each other. I like that. Both dice are re-rolled but remain in place. Oh, both dice are re-rolled? Yeah. All right. That's going to be a six. We keep the... I also rolled a six. Um, we keep the dice uh, these positions filled because even if we do, even if we complete this clash, the scene the scene might not be finished yet yeah. because we have to get four ticks. Right. Okay. And you didn't get a tick, and I didn't get a tick there. Okay. All right. So now it's my turn. Um, da -da 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 -da, I can do the strike, a preparation, a trick, or reposition. Okay. So I already used one of my reserve dice. I have one left. Mm -hmm. I'm going to trick. Uh, so I describe a distracting or deceptive action I take. Discard one of my reserve dice and pick up or up, pick up to two dice in your opponent's conflict line. They must re-roll the dice you picked. So I discard my remaining reserve mm -hmm. die 
And I, um, so you, you, we like ricochet off each other. Yeah. And I think, um, because you charged me and I was already like standing still and just like re- uh, reflexively, like reflexively, uh, defended myself, I was able to recover a bit quickly, yep. a bit quicker than you were. So, um, I got up as soon as, uh, well, I got up and you're still like lying on the ground. And so I am able to, I guess, mm, he's still using these, like, these are new powers to him. So I think he is trying to like climb up and out of like the rubble, like, cause like this, like overpass is destroyed. He destroyed the overpass. Uh, he's climb, he's trying to climb up out of the rubble mm-hmm. and like falls back down. So he, like throws a force field like above you around more of the overpass like basically chunking it off Mm -hmm. and destroying it more and is dropping it on top of you oh that's um, to try to like bury you uh, because he couldn't get away i like that a lot so i you pick i pick two of yours yes and you must re-roll them so i want you to roll both those six the six and the five all right that's a two and a three. That's not great. Sucks to suck, Jeff. It does suck to suck. It does. It does. That does. That does do that. Um. So I think I am going to. Um. I think I am going to counter that with a preparation action. Okay. Which is, I think. Um. I think I have set up. I think I have set up some mines along like this 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 overpass so that if I had to collapse it on this motorcade I could I could. And I think like just by random circumstance like one of them falls uh one of them falls on top of this pile of rubble and I activate it and it explodes yeah. and like re- the thing that is remaining is like a steel what is like basically like a steel tower shield that I have formulated around myself as a protective measure. To just mm-hmm. get myself out of here. Like, and uh, I, I now have some degree of control over the environment because I've planted mines and, like, this was going to be the spot where this conflict happened and we're fighting yeah. on my turf. Nice. So I'm going to roll three dice, choose two of them to, uh, so, okay, so I'm going to discard one of my reserve dice. I'm going to choose two of the dice in my conflict pool. I have a two and a one, so I'm going to choose those. Then I'm going to roll three dice, of which I got a three, three, and a four. And I'm going to put those into the gap. So I'm going to turn this one into a four and this two into a three. Uh, and then discard and then remain, uh, discard the other dice. And that is my preparation action. So my conflict line is now three, three, four, four. Nice. Uh, okay, okay. Now I'm seeing because I was like uh, the ending of Clash. Is once the conflict lines are empty, I was like, but we, we haven't removed any, <laughs> but it's because we got to draw once you get a mm-hmm. strike. Um, okay, so after you prepare, I'm going to do go back at you with a strike. Um, so I am choosing my six against your three. Um, so you clear rubble away. I think this is kind of like where uh lauren realizes like he's not gonna like he has to stand his ground he Mm -hmm. can't like he has this new power 
I guess he has to figure out how to use it right now. Um, and he's going to get a little creative and try using force fields offensively. Um, and by doing that, it's basically uh, uh, Squirtle bubble beaming you with tiny uh, force fields. Um, yeah, I, th- I think so. Which of your dice are you using in your clash? I am using my six against your three. So I have As one. I, s- I have one reserve dice, and I don't think I want to spend it. So I think I'm just going to take that. Take that beating. I think I'm just going to take the hit. All right. So tell me what happens. So both uh, both dice are discarded, and you are going to describe the effect of the hit and add a tick to your goal. So I am uh, bombarding you with like little tiny force fields. Um, and I think as they like hit you, it's not really like that much of an issue for you. The issue becomes when behind you, there are more mines that you lay down and some of these, uh, little force fields start blowing them up. So you are getting pushed back by force fields as your mines blow up behind you and you're caught in the middle and the explosion, uh, sends you flying a little off. Always, I love it, and yeah, I, I get, I that's perfect. I love it so much. Um, all right, yeah. So on my turn, I am going to, I'm going to make a strike as well. I'm going to, I'm going to strike. I'm going to strike uh, with my four, and uh, what it is is like I crash into this bridge. I like I recover, and I think like. I think I'm done playing, and I think, like, I've realized that, like, you're you're throwing me around with these shields, with these force fields, so I'm gonna try and overwhelm you, and I think I, like, clap my hands together, and I start getting angry, and, uh, just the most cartoony minigun that you could picture, like, a mid-level mm-hmm. boss in, a, in, like, a shooty game has, and I just yeah. start, like, spraying it on your force field. And I have nothing to do besides take it. So you go ahead and narrate that win. Um, I think I break your shield. I think like I think you are you have to like take cover. And I think like I reach the the at least at this point in your career, like the 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 stress threshold of like your force field is I'm just unloading. And the second you take cover, I did the minigun disappears and I go back into I go back into hunting mode as I like go as I like turn and start to run off back towards the uh back towards the 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 motorcade. Mhm. Nice, nice, nice. Uh can't do that. Can't do that. All right, so I'm going to reposition. Describe a positioning defensive or non-aggressive action you take. Swap two of the dice in your conflict line, then your opponent may pick one that you must re-roll. So, uh, once you break my, uh, force field and you go into like the hunting mode again, Mm -hmm. he is going to essentially make a, uh, flat force field and just do like a hover disc type thing and, uh, launch himself up into the air and, uh, get, uh, the high, take the higher ground essentially. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm swapping my four and a five. Which one would you like me to re-roll? I would like you to re-roll that five. Why? You don't like it? I don't like it. It's looking at me funny. Guess what I rolled? What'd you roll? A five. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not happy. I'm not happy about this turn of events. Um, so I think I... 
Uh, I have one. I have one preparation dice left. I'm gonna have you re-roll both. I think. I think there's a trick, and I think what happens is, uh, I. Oh, I'm gonna trigger another one of these mines. There's so many. <laughs> I think there's just a bunch. I think I activate them all at once. I think what happens is we watch two triggers, uh, two like uh, remote controls form out of my hands. And I like hit the buttons both at the same time and they just start popping off to to basically force you to have to, to divert your shields to every little explosion lest they compromise the security of the bridge. Oh, damn it. Ooh, okay. And, in, and um, in doing so, I'm going to discard my second uh, preparation dice uh, or my second reserve dice and have you reroll both your four and your five. Okay, so my four becomes a four. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> and like my this. five becomes a. I, I, I say I, I promise these. If you want me to like bring my no, camera no, down not, to like I'm prove not, them, I'm not questioning this. I I'm rolled just, a five. Uh, <laughs> I'm just unhappy. Either, um, I'm just unhappy. Um, I don't use these control. all the time. I just pulled these out of storage from my move. Um, these are ice cream dice. They really like me. Uh, apparently, I'm. I'm glad that you have reached this level of synergy with your dice because I am upset about this. So my four and my five become a, a four, four and a five. five. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Good. And so um, I'm going to strike you with my five against your four um, and you can't do anything about it. Yep. Nothing I can do. <laughs> um, so I am going to see you blow up all these minds. I think, ooh, um, what happened was you trigger all these mines to go up and he like tries to mitigate all like the mines blowing up and there's there's the few that he's grabbing he's protecting the bridge but there's also still some in like the rubble around that like are no longer an issue for him to worry about and what he does with those is quickly like grab them in small force fields and chuck them at you individually oh that's dope that's very good and like i i think that the first one goes like you catch me right in the back as i'm kind of like running from you and like i'm able to kind of spin and and block against the others but like i'm completely off of my feet right like i'm completely scrambling and i'm completely overwhelmed especially because i'm gonna half my only move now is to strike with a four against your five and lose so i think i think i um I think I, I grab my if I if I may re, uh, narrate the result the unsuccessful results of this. You got this. Um, I think I aim a bazooka at you, right? Like um, Boba Fett wrist rocket style, like a like a little rocket pops up on my wrist and I fire it at you, but mm-hmm. you are able to like stop it in like a very, uh, like a very big hero. This is this is a big hero moment where you're able to like stop it with a force field and reroute it back to me. Hmm. And we or get the go ahead, like just just a giant force field, like well, not a giant force, but a force field that just pushes like in you and your and your bazooka in a bubble as you're as you're pulling the trigger. Yeah, and so it and just, just blow hits, yourself up. Hits the wall, explodes. There is smoke and dust everywhere, and uh, I, you only have three ticks. But I'm willing to call this the end of the the end of the I was, conflict. I was thinking the same thing that we can, we can move on to another scene. Yeah, I think we'll do one more scene, but I think I think like I think yeah, I think that it explodes up and I think the big cliffhanger is like when the smoke clears, the force field is empty. Mm-hmm. It's like where did I go? And then the final question is yours to ask. What are what are you fighting for? 
I think right now, in this moment, he's just fighting for pure self-preservation. There was no, like, ulterior motives or anything, like, higher power type thing or protecting innocence. It was Mm. just, oh, shit. There's a gun pointed at me. I gotta fight. <laughs> I love that. And I love the idea. As we go to our next scene, like, I think some of the, like, what happens in between is I think that persists because I think there's an element of, like, in the in the grand comic book arc of things, there's the there's the you stop me from getting revenge. Then there's the arc of I try to get revenge on you. And it just becomes a very persistent theme of like, of like, as you learn to get your, as you learn to develop your powers, as you kind of find a place where you, you, you're able to do hero things and help people. I am always mm-hmm. here not to, my plots are always, I'm coming back for you. Like you are, mm-hmm. you are the person that spurned me. You are the person that hurt me. You are the person that stopped me from getting my, my revenge and stopped me from getting this closure that I needed. I am going to get you. Like it's always, it is always. I, I it's 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 Craven the Hunter is the best way to describe it. In that, like, mm. my goal always boils down to I am hunting you. I think there's like a serendipitous, like ironic element to it that because, like, from like our setup of like the elevator ride, mm-hmm. Lauren wasn't a superhero and he was kind of like lazy and like lackadaisical about things. He wasn't trying to be a superhero with this. I think he falls into being a superhero and adopting the safe house uh, persona because you keep coming after him and he's just like constantly just trying to save people. And it just he falls into being a superhero because you kept keep attacking him. Yeah. So there was like there was no uh, goals for him except going on with his life and he he became a successful superhero out of coincidence. I love it. I, I adore that. So let's do one more scene. Um, is there one that jumps out to you? I haven't read. I'm just looking at the titles. Yeah. So if I can judge a book by a title. Okay. So I'm looking at, so there's Nemesis, They and You, Rise, What We Want, Chance, But Not Always, Forced to Go My Way, Cracks, Intense to Entropy, Fall, Always Moment. Um... I think I want to go with Rise. Rise keeps Rise, Rise feels Rise. I, Rise feels good. Yeah, it's it's all been building up to this. We've been acting at cross purposes for too long, bumping up against uh, one another on a weekly basis, messing with each other's business too damn much. It's inevitable that it comes to a direct confrontation. Did you start it? Did they? Does it even matter? What's important is this: is it is time for a showdown. It's just you and them. That feels like a good follow up scene. <laughs> That feels right for what we just established. Yeah. So here, hero and villain, we are both in our hero identities for this scene. That checks out. I'm going to declare my goal, which could be steal or destroy something important or special, cause chaos on a district or infrastructural level, kidnap or kill someone of importance, or complete a significant secret project. I'm going to cause chaos on a district or infrastructural level affecting the entire city. Which is, um, I have decided this is this is me attacking you on the biggest level yet. Which is mm-hmm. like saying saying like I am going to over like I can't beat you one on one. I think I think I can't beat you direct. So I am going to 
force you to overwhelm yourself to spread yourself so thin that I can get in that kill shot. Like this is this is my new plan is I'm going to break your shield because I know I know that once upon a time I was able to break your shield by overwhelming it. So I'm mm-hmm. going to do that on the biggest scale possible. And I think the uh, antithesis to that is because you forced him into becoming the superhero. This uh, this massive scale attack is what forces him to join an organization of local heroes. Oh, I like that. That's good. And that's his goal. All right. So where is this? Where is our confrontation happening as the city is as the city is undergoing chaos in what I can only assume is. Uh, like a limited series crossover event. It's not like the whole uh, publishing lines crossover, but it's like a good solid like four to six books are doing like a three month event. Um, this is the newly unveiled, uh, re refurbished city park um, with a it is like they overhauled blocks of abandoned buildings uh, that were like decimated by a fire and they made this this giant community park uh, with all these great things for uh, for like baseball fields and, mm-hmm. and uh, dog parks and all that stuff and right in the center of it is this like walkway of heroes where there's like statues of of of, of notable heroes from the city um, and that like that walkway that memorial site is where we are uh, and I think um I think at this point you've already been, you know, trying to solve things across the city and there's a bunch of other other local heroes who have been like pitching in and finally like um every uh every screen in the in the most villainous gesture possible, I think like every screen, every big like advertising screen in town lights up with my face and I'm like it's time for it's time for your walk of fame. And then every mm. like big advertising screen in the city explodes. And it's just sparks and bits of light are like showering all the streets in the city as I, as you, you, you confront me here as I've made my big dramatic appearance and I am leaning on like uh, another statue. I'm just kind of like looking at my nails. I'm looking over at you. I'm looking at my nails. I'm looking at you and I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting. Like now that you know where I am, like I'm pretty confident that I have the upper hand. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm. I'm drawing you out by by way of hiding in plain sight. Mm-hmm. And I asked the first question. I'm going to go with a vulnerable question. What scar or injury do you inflict on me? Oh, I think I uh I think there's a there's a moment where uh there's a moment where my plan works perfectly and you you see me and you 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 know all the all the the shit that I've done here and mm-hmm. you just rush me right like cuz I've been I've been terrorizing you now for ages so you just rush me oh, to yeah. take me out quick no thoughts head empty so it's just a rush and I grab you and I form like a knife and I like slash your cheek so we get that really good that really good promo shot for the for the previews magazine where there's the blood running down the side of your cheek and you're like in the mm-hmm. fighting pose, but you're you're out. You're like your mask is is slashed up, and I yeah. like and I I pause and I pull the knife away, and I'm like, no shield that time. You disappoint me. Ah, uh, that was. This is so spicy. This is good. I love it. it. I, it's got some this, spice to it. 
Um, oh, so I rolled two d6. I got a three and a one. All right. Now things are looking. Now things are coming back my way. So my three is going to go in there. Also, this is, a te- this is a teaser for the audience. I just look at the final question that I get to ask here and, and at the end of the scene, and I'm very excited. Yeah. I am going to ask. Oh, I'm also going to ask a, a vulnerable question because I like this question. Um, what am I blamed for? Hmm. I think in the midst of our like first encounter, that explosion that I caused hurt uh, a lot of innocent people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the, the media, the public, like they, they defaulted to blaming you as the instigator and you were persecuted for like hurting a child or something like that. It's like something that's like really messed up, but and you're like, that wasn't what I was doing. And that's not my, wasn't my fault at all. And and I'm the only person that knows that you caused You're that. the only one who knows. All right, so I've rolled a five and a four, so I'm going to take that five and I'm going to put it against your three. I'm going to ask a flattering question. Why do I make you happy? You went through all this. Mm-hmm. For what? I, you have never stopped being that, you have never stopped being that, that, that cute boy on the elevator. And like that, that. There is this tiny level of that, and it is twisted and distorted, and it is purely toxic. But there's always been that level of like, uh, there's a level of like, yeah, infatuation and like a playfulness to like how I perceive our classes, which is entirely not how it actually plays out because I am a, mm-hmm. I am a gun toting supervillain. But like, there's always that level of like, I am and. And I, I see myself that I'm, I'm going to go for my absolute uh, like favorite hero trope or villain trope of like, I am making I believe that I am I am making you better. By way of like our clashes, like I'm seeing the the growth that you are undertaking and I know so and uh, like I'm I'm perceiving it as like you are keep rising to the occasion and like we're bringing out the best in each other when what it really is mm-hmm. is just I keep. I keep showing up trying to murder you and you keep rising to the occasion to not get murdered. But like, there's this, there's this element of infatuation there. And there's this element of, I think the other half of it is like, you have given me a direction. Like it was going to be, I was going to take out this, this, I was going to take out this scientist. And then what? Like, then what? Now I have a, a, a person who is my equal and who like, has given me a purpose and a direction that is much farther beyond just one act of petty revenge. And I've, 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 I've come to embrace my powers and my persona, like on a level that I never could before. This is a very toxic relationship. Oh, entirely toxic. I want to, I want to disclaim uh, this. I want to disclaim this as Jeff Zorber, that this is toxic as hell. Oh, but like in like the most, uh, in the most, cinematic way it's mm-hmm. toxic because yeah. you are pushing uh my character to be so like you just keep pushing and pushing and like he keeps getting better and better and at the same time you keep getting worse and worse mm-hmm. but you don't see it yeah 
I, I, I see it as I'm getting better and better. Like my plans are getting more ambitious. I'm growing more control over who I am, but it's mm-hmm. just that I'm becoming a worse and worse person. You're just so blind to it. Yep. That's, I like that. It's okay. dope. It's good. I roll 2d6 and you choose. Uh, I got, I rolled two fives, so you don't get to choose shit. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to choose a five. <laughs> Take that. All right. Well, I'm going to choose to put that five next to your five. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take another vulnerable question. Mm-hmm. Um, how, hmm, no, actually, I, I don't want to do that. I misread that question, but in retrospect, that would make it a flattering question. So, you know what? I'm going to ask a flattering question. Okay. Um, and it's going to be a question not on this list. How do you sink in the public's eye? Oh, so for the audience, Jeff just flipped one of the vulnerable questions to make it a flattering question. How do I sink in the public's eye? I think I kind of stoop to your level. Okay. And this, like, because there's this, like, beautiful uh, statuary that we're in the middle of. And... Whereas, like, as the hero and as, like, my name suggests, like, I should be trying to protect this mm-hmm. this memorial of all costs. And it comes to the point where I start utilizing Ooh, that's good. the statues as weapons because I I need I need to, uh, to get the upper hand somehow. So the public is, like, watching us clash here in this in this. uh park and seeing me destroy memorials to great heroes that have come before me and that's kind of like very poetic as i am trying to become a hero myself and like it kind of was kind of in that trajectory to step into like a great hero mentality uh or image and here i am tearing them down around me i love it so i'm gonna roll 2d6 would you like me to take a five or a five (laughs) I would like you to take a five. All right, I'm gonna take a five. I put a five okay. there. Um, so I have a question also not on the list that I thought of. All right. Um, because you know that safe house is Lauren. Mm-hmm. Lauren doesn't know that Hurt Locker is Wolfram. So, and I don't know what if this will be neutral, vulnerable, or flattering. How? Do I discover who you are? I think I'm, uh, I think, I think I, I'm going to say this is, I'm going to, I'm going to leave that up to you as to whether that what this is. Cause I think the answer is like, we are fighting and you throw something at me and just like, it hits me in the face and it tears like my very splinter cell over the top, you know, spec ops and masked piece. And it just like tears that off. And I've just got the the face and you see me like head on face to face for the first time. And it's like, and like, I haven't, it doesn't stop me at all. Like, I'm still just rushing you. But there's mm-hmm. that moment of like, you are now confronted with exactly who I am. Mm-hmm. I think this is a vulnerable question for me because I think this gives me pause. Like, because I have to like, stop and think like, I know you. And like, who knows? We yeah, like, we don't know, like, if in day-to-day lives what no because because part of me is like did something like did lauren try to pursue 
Wolfram after the fact their 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 little meeting and Wolfram was just like ghosted him. It's like, uh, no, this ain't gonna work, bud. I love I love that. Like I and I it 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 ties into that really toxic uh really toxic Wolfram mentality if it's like if Wolfram perceives it as or perceived it as I I can't do this because, you know, I am making the sacrifice of not seeing you when what when in reality just fucking ghosted you because I'm a shitty dude. Mm-hmm. Uh all right. Um so I roll two D six and choose one. A five and a four. So I'm gonna choose that five. Alright. And uh I'm gonna bump that three over the I am going to ask I'm gonna ask what are your what are your plans after this? And this is a neutral question. Like assuming that this ends assuming this ends the way you want it to, what what does what does Safe House perceive as as happening after this? Uh so in his ideal uh world, Safe House would uh win this fight, he would lock you up. Mm-hmm. Um he would celebrate with his new team that he's joined from the events of today. And then he'd take uh, one of the other superheroes on that team out on a date. Mm. I like that a lot. That's a good answer. And it's going to get me a two. Don't love that. Ooh. I don't think the dice. I think the dice knew they were like, he's going after you. Yep. I think I might initiate the clash here. I think that feels I was going to suggest the same thing, which means I'm going to we are I'm going to roll 2d6 for a one blank space. That's a four and a five. So I'm going to put a four here. And my conflict line is going to be a four, five, five and two. And I have a one, five, five, three. This is an evenly matched spread. Uh, Yeah, just, that was kind of like the last one, too. Um, okay, so going back up to the clash thing. Um, I'm going to, uh, make a preparation or mm. prepare. Describe a preparation you made before, made for this clash. Take a dice from your reserve pool and choose two of the dice in your conflict line. Roll these three dice and choose two to put back in the gap slot by the dice removed from your conflict line. Um, so... I have, I have this team that I've been working with throughout this this entire encounter. Um, I think you made this like huge show of like m- meet me in the in the park mm-hmm. here, and before going in, the superhero that I was like flirting with and going to take out on a date afterwards. Um, he, ooh, I feel like he is. Has a very similar uh, 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 superpower to yours, and like it's like very tech based, um, and has given me like an EMP type thing. Mm. So, but it's like it's like a superpower EMP. So it kind of like shuts down the weapons that you're creating. That's dope. Um, so I'm going to roll three dice. And I'm going to be looking at the one, the the one of the three that I have and try to, so I have a a six, five and a three. So I'm going to put a six where that one is and a five where that three is. 
And I think I am going to, I think I'm going to, I'm going to do a trick here. I'm going to discard one of my reserve dice. And I think what has happened is I, um, oh yeah, that's, I, I like, I like a trick here because I like that what happens is like my powers shut down and, you know, for a moment, like I, I am paused and then I kind of reveal my master plan, which was like, this was never this was never going to be a, a, a big superhero showdown of power. Like, I know where mm-hmm. I have the upper hand. And, you know, removing powers is just one part of the equation. So I'm just going to rush you and go for a double leg takedown and rely on the fact that I am an actual military uh, self-taught, mil- self-taught, quote unquote, military combatant. You went to ROTC. I went to ROTC. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I have a gym membership. Um, I think <laughs> Planet that's fitness. I think, yes, correct. I, I think that's where I'm going after you is like, is like, this was never going, I was never going to rely on my powers because I want the pleasure of having taken you down myself. Yeah, because you know that at the, at the end all be all is that you are physically stronger than I am. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, he is definitely a twink. <laughs> yeah, I think we were, I think we're in agreement there. Uh, I'm going to roll my six and five. Uh, and that is a one and a five. So that six becomes a one. You. You suck. I like that six there. I know. I, 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 you know what? I, it was the right call. I, I felt like it needed a change, and I'm glad okay. that it. I'm glad it went how it did. All right. Well, so while it's there, I'm just gonna initiate a strike with my five against your two. Um, I think. So you are like bombarding me with like actual like like fists, mm-hmm. and um. I think like while like he's taking that beating because it's he's he had no other choice he just had to take that beating uh the 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 EMP kind of wears off at that moment and uh so he also gets his powers back mm-hmm. uh and really just like grabs both of your fists makes like a force field like dome between us and like launches you. Oh, that's good. Back into like a what like like the main giant statue. I'm I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna take that hit just because that was that's a great that's a great moment. Um yeah, so I think I fly into that statue and it like collapses around <laughs> me. Um and I think I think the uh I think the other I think the strike I am gonna make here. And I'm going to strike with my four and you have the option of rolling your other preparation dice or taking the hit Mm -hmm. is um, it falls around me. And that is when you realize that, like, uh, there's a moment where, like, you're very proud of yourself and you're like, all right, I got him. And then you realize that if your powers came back, mine did, too. And you realize, Mm -hmm. like, I didn't I still wasn't using weapons. And that's when you look up and realize that I have revealed a new power, which is security cameras. And that's how everyone sees you're demolishing this park. Okay. Um, I think I'm just going to take it based on the fact that, like, we already established that, like, the public yeah. saw that. I like that. And so... And we, now we have uh, two draws to figure out. So do we... Why don't we go ahead and just re-roll both of those at once? And this will just represent us just going ham and just just throwing down. All right. What is so a what is a what is a cool moment of the fight look like? And then I'll describe the same, and we'll reroll both our fives. I think uh, after like re- revealing the 
the um the cameras to him like in that pause of like oh shit they all see me doing this and then it's like I gotta do what I gotta do. This is this is a fight, and mm-hmm. if I have to destroy a couple statues, I have to destroy a couple statues. So like, it's just no holds bar. Like four or five giant statues in force fields that he's about to chuck at you. I love like, it. Preparing a huge bombardment. And I think the other the moment that I'm gonna describe is um, I am I am dodging and I am blocking. And there's a moment where I, I just clap my hands as hard as I can and all of those security cameras change into uh like golden eye style machine gun uh like oh things God. and they just start raining down on you and your shield and there's a moment where you are just pinned down as there is like bullets hailing on you from every single direction. <sighs> I don't like this. I don't like th- I don't like that. I don't like any part of this. I rolled a one and a four. <laughs> I want you to guess what I rolled Did you roll two to five? replace my five and a five. Yes, I rolled two fives again. I don't like any part of this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, I feel so bad that the dice are like, no, I, the dice are like, we rolled those for a reason. Stop trying to change no, them. They are what they are. Stop it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so delighted at that. That is so perfect. <laughs> I picture uh, like in response to... Like, so I, I, like, have all these, like, those force fields with, like, statues mm-hmm. and case in them. And you, like, like switch these cameras to miniguns firing at him. He, like, starts, uh, like, kind of like a, a, a centrifuge, like, mm-hmm. spinning the the statues around him in a circle as, like, to create, like, one giant force field out of them. And then just, like, slowly makes them move apart and starts chucking them at you. So I'm going to um, throw my five against your one. I'm going to roll this other prepper with this other reserve dice and get a two. So that's great. I'm so proud of you. And then with that, I, I my only option is to strike with my four against your five and lose. And so, yeah, I think what happens is uh, you have beaten me down. Right. And like um, I am like exhausted and I've thrown everything I have at you and I get up and um. I think there is a a very uh I think there is a moment. I'm going to ask you the final question as I fail my strike because mm-hmm. I think that there's a moment where cuz I, I I there's a choice that I want you to make which is like um we've been fighting um and and there's a moment where like I activate some more of those mines underneath a statue and this is like the biggest statue in the park and it is falling and like you catch it with a force field and this is this is this is a bigger force field than you've ever used before and you catch it mm-hmm. but i am too hurt to get out from underneath it and in the time and like it's straining everything you have to hold it so you have to decide do you i think you're given the choice like i'm not going to make it out from under this statue you know what i mean like if the statue falls I, but I can't move out from under it. You have to physically go and take me out from under this statue. And so mm. the question that I'm going to ask you is, are we really so different? Are How how are you going to react to someone that has hurt you? Are, you? are are we different after all? When you are put against a wall with someone that you, that, that has, that has wronged you. Are you capable of making the choice that I couldn't all those all those months, all those years ago? 
I think those are two separate questions, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. So, is he capable of making a different choice? Yes. Because I think this entire time, like, he has kind of been able to see the progression of how you going after him has kind of, like, launched his, like, career, essentially, Mm -hmm. and made him something. Um. And he has kind of adopted that superhero mentality where it's like, I can't just let you go. And like, and like I can't let this end just like this. Um, but I don't think they're really that different because at the end of the day, they were nobodies as people, as everyday mm-hmm. uh, citizens. Uh, like uh, Lauren was like a lazy uh sarcastic and just was gonna go nowhere despite having that cocky attitude and similar with uh wolfram was just like kind of stuck at a dead-end job so they weren't so different until the superhero uh personas kind of uh Mm -hmm. took over um and what happens in this moment is like safe house is like straining with this giant force field and this uh and the statue and he kind of like puts like uh like a little like effort and just like pushes it up really quickly just like make it balance not enough to, he can't do enough energy to like to like push it out of the way yep. it's just like push it up to buy him some time as he like runs over and like grabs Hurt Locker and makes a dome around them and lets it fall and explode on top of the dome that it, that's protecting both of them. And so and that's that's that. That's that's the end of the scene. You have won. Which brings us to an epilogue, a time skip. Life goes on except when it doesn't. Who did you lose? Who couldn't you save? What ambitions are unfulfilled? Which regrets weigh heavy on your heart? This is what happens after. This is everything that happens after. We are going to take turns asking each other questions if we have any. Um, nobody has any goals in this scene. No conflicts are built. No no dice are rolled. Um, we're just asking questions about what happens after. And then we have two final questions to ask for each other. Mm-hmm. So or do you have any, any questions before we, we ask our final question? How does Hurt Locker eventually, or how does Wolfram eventually uh find fulfillment well from pulling on the things that i love in comic books is uh when small when like uh characters become side when like when costume characters become side characters i think wolfram becomes uh i think wolfram be like eventually is conscripted into like a shield like organization and eventually Mm -hmm. becomes uh like the 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 trainer it is a character that we we only see in like small bits when characters are in this this shield like organization are training and he's giving them tips on like gun on like wielding weapons and he becomes you're like the, uh, a, you're the sky high coach boomy exactly yes perfect that's exactly <laughs> who i become i am that character and like that is all we see and like eventually like i realize like that is who i can how i can I can I can find real fulfillment outside of this, and because you you're like you kind of like embody the whole like I can push you yeah and I know how to push you to make you better 
And like I so. I know all the ways that that someone can hurt you and I'm going to make it so that you don't get hurt by those ways. That's actually really like clever. What does the rest uh um what let me ask this um what is the crowning achievement of Safe House's career? <sighs> I think there's a uh a similar a similar moment to that big fight between Safe House and Hurtlocker where the uh the city as a whole is at is being targeted and it is a huge like all out attack um and Safe House is actually able to stop it before it like hits the heart of the city and creates what has been like the is like the only time he's ever made something this massive like mm-hmm. a huge like city-wide dome and just protects like from the uh, the from the uh, attack uh, and allows his team that he has joined to take out the uh, the the villain in question, while he is able to protect literally the entire city. I love it. That's a, that's an incredible incredible moment. Do you have any other questions? Mm. How does uh, Hurtlocker view Safe House? How does Wolfram view Lauren? I think I think he never forgives him or never i think there's always that that hatred right there's always that bitterness there's always that kind of sense of like of like i could come back and and like i could i could go after you again i think there's never there's never a um they 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 after this fight they never cross paths again mm-hmm. but there's always that sense of like there's always this lingering private sense of like I I I could uh, one day go after them. Like they're the one. They're the they are they are in the, in the, the most, one that got away. Ex- exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> they they are the one that got away in the worst <laughs> way possible. Ooh, that's oh, that's really sad. Does the public ever forgive Safe House? I think that that moment. Um, where where he does that like that giant dome is that it what he sees as his like redemption his moment for redemption that he doesn't quite uh doesn't quite get because i think even after that one moment in the park that there's still that ongoing he's trying to be a hero doesn't quite know how to and is willing to uh do things that other heroes won't and disregard certain like uh ethics along the way in order to succeed so i really don't think he does get that redemption okay am i a good person yes would you like to expand or no I would like to expand. I think that I think that Hurt Locker hates Safe House. Like I hate you in the worst way possible. 
mm-hmm. but I recognize, but again, it's that, it's that very kind of toxic, like you, ha- like we shaped each other ideology of like, of like, you've done amazing things and saved all of these people and you wouldn't have done it without me. Mm-hmm. And so I think that you are unquestionably a good person. And I think part of where the part of where the, the the hatred really comes from is after a certain point, like I have moved on into another life and it's I know you're a good person, but you've mm-hmm. never you have never credited my role in that. Ooh. do I deserve redemption? Absolutely. I don't think. Hurt Locker did anything that was beyond redemption that was like purely evil for evil's sake like he was always trying to uh hurt someone who hurt him first it was all revenge um which is not a good thing Mm -hmm. but it's not inherently a bad thing like it's not like you weren't causing chaos for the sake of chaos you were trying to make a point and you were trying to make people see you Mm. And that is just, uh, you need to go to therapy. Fair. <laughs> Her locker needs to go to therapy. I think that's what, where he's going to find some redemption. There is a very compelling, uh, there is a very compelling six issue maxi series, mm-hmm. uh, that is released. It's sort of a, they brought in kind of an indie, they brought in an indie writer to write the, uh, the shield organization puts, uh, puts Hurt Locker through therapy arc and like it really gets into the gets into the sort of the issues of it and it, it really it really touches on some serious mm-hmm. it's good it, 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 it won some awards and it frankly deserved it yeah I think there's also like a a, a limited run where safe house is uh, it's like the it's the romantic uh, lead up to the wedding mm-hmm. between safe house and his uh, his partner on the team um and it's kind of exploring being a a superhero on the superhero team that not everyone really likes mm, i love that <laughs> cut to black game over that's if you game have a theme song play it <laughs> and that's game that's it that was a blast oh my god i loved it so much this game was good thank you so much for playing it with me i had a great time <laughs> thanks for having me i was Really excited to uh, be here um, after like six months of us. I know, right? Of like, of like, we'll we'll find, we'll we'll make it happen, and then just it's it's been a long six months. Oh, please, you're telling me. Well, we got there, we got there, and it was worth every minute of the wait because this game ruled. Thank you so much for playing it with me. I had the best time. Same, same. Thanks for playing with me. Uh, Real quick before we wrap up, where can people find you and your work online? You can find me on uh, Twitter at SuperQueero. Uh, you can find me on the Prison Pals podcast, which is at Prison Pals on uh, Twitter and Prison Pals in any of your podcatchers. Um, and you can find my games, which is the big thing that I'm really getting into now, um, at itch.io backslash or whatever slash uh, SuperQueero. Um, I actually... There's a part of this game, uh, like the the game mechanic of of like asking questions and not being in control of the answers entirely mm-hmm. is really something cool. And like one of my games, uh, I wrote Our Town is a one page game that uses that same kind of mechanic about like growing up and living mm-hmm. your life without being in control of it entirely. 
So I that, really dig this. That's that you're 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 speaking my language here. I'm gonna I'm gonna download and read that after this call. Oh my goodness! It's based on plays because I'm a theater nerd. I, you know what? Who isn't? <laughs> I so I'm I, I I figured that much on both counts, and uh, it's just another selling point. point. So yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for playing the game with me. This was amazing. And for now, I'm gonna throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. <laughs> Take a future me. Thanks, past me, and thanks again to Miles for coming on the show. This game was a delight. I love superheroes, and I love messy emotions, and just, like, this game hit all of the things that I love in one easy hour-and-a-half package. I could not be happier. Be sure to head to bjkwhite.itch.io to pick up your own copy of It Was Always About Us, and be sure to follow Miles on Twitter at SuperQuero. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pod. Head to bit.ly slash party of one discord to join our discord community and head to bit.ly slash party of one merch to head to our merch store. And if you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice review on Podchaser or on iTunes. Support the show financially at patreon.com slash jeffstormer or ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer. Or give us some love on social media. Say a nice thing about the show. Tell a friend about the show. Any of those things help us grow and do bigger, better and cooler things. If you're looking for a new podcast to enjoy, consider checking out All My Fantasy Children, the character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by listener prompts that I host every single week with my best friend Aaron Catano Saez. Every week we take a listener-submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at oneshotpodcast.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Rain featuring the D&D Sluggers. And the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, coming on the show as a guest, or about press coverage of the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And I think that's it here. I think that's all we do here. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the force of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always... Party on, everybody.